0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Your ability to endure has tremendous power in assuring that all of the blessings you're expecting from God become a reality. But in today's complex and often undisciplined world, endurance is often accompanied by very real warfare, where it is often easier to compromise than continue to fight forward to victory. How very important it is for the Christian to be reminded, for instance, that God created and programmed them for success in every area of their lives. It is never His will that we should fail or compromise. And although every one of God's promises is yes and amen, the truths found in this message entitled, The Power of Endurance, make clear that we must also play our part, exercising endurance to help make those promises come to life. Expect to be blessed as pastor shares on the virtues of endurance, confidence in God, patience, and living a life of prayer that will always result in our biggest battles turning into our greatest victories. If only we would endure.
1: If there was one area that we have to teach people, it's how to endure, how to keep on going, how to stand your ground, how to fight your battle and not play dead. Amen? Listen, if you go down, you might as well go down fighting because that will be going down in victory. Amen. Come on, give me a better amen than that. All right. So so in essence, what we can say is that this idea of don't throw away your confidence, it will be richly rewarded, you have need of endurance, uh, and then after you've done the will of God, you will receive the promise, doing the will of God. Um, I could preach on that for a while, but I don't think I will this morning, but um, we've got to be willing to do the will of God, whatever that is, right? And sometimes when you take on the will of God, there is, you have to endure because sometimes it's not what you want to do, but it's what God wants you to do. It's not the way you want to act. It's the way God wants you to act. I have to endure sometimes when I'm in the supermarket. <laughs> Yesterday I made a big mistake. I went to the supermarket on a Saturday afternoon. I, I lost my head. There were so many people, I mean, people fighting over parking spaces and fighting over carriages and pushing and bumping and giving each other dirty looks. And I thought, dear God, forgive me for ever leaving my house on a Saturday. I, I hate leaving the house on a Saturday afternoon. It's crazy out there. It's like a jungle out there. <laughs> it's crazy. People are berserk, man. They're like all over the place. Told you a couple weeks ago I pulled into a spot and I'm going, you know, following the the order of the directions of the parking lot and some lady cuts in and goes down a one-way street, you know, a one-way lane in the parking lot um, where I was, was, and there was one parking space and I followed the directions. I came all the way around because I obey the law. I followed the thing around and I didn't know what she was doing. She's like in the middle of the road coming up a one-way lane. I'm thinking, what on earth is this woman doing? So I, quick, I thought she was trying to come around so I quickly pulled into the space and I got out of the car and this next thing she did, she, I know, she rolls down the window and she said something nasty to me. <laughs> Little old me, what did I do? I'm just following the orders, the direction. I saw the space, I went around, I pulled in and I parked. What are you, you coming up a one-way street lady and, and, and right now you don't want to know what I really want to say to you. <laughs> Because it wouldn't be very Christ like. <laughs> and I have to spend the night repenting and hoping that you don't see my face on television. <laughs> I had to endure. <laughs> and then it got worse because I got over to the grocery, to the, the fruit se- section there, and there's a pile of oranges, and I'm just squeezing oranges. and And I look up, and there's that lady looking at me. <laughs> to endure. Hi. (laughs) And I'm thinking, I'm thinking something else. What I'm thinking is not really being expressed by my facial expressions. (laughs) Had to endure. We have to learn to endure. Get some stamina. That's another word for endurance, by the way, stamina. You know? So we don't collapse and fall apart and, you know, so on and so forth. Is everybody with me? So... So in short, what we can say is basically don't give up. Just keep on going. So can I just quickly, I, I, this is very, very basic and very simple, but, um, you know, I just, I want to share it. This is not real deep, but that's okay. Can we, I don't think anything I said today was real deep anyway, but, but praise God. But all right, all right, praise God. I'll take that back. I'll have, I'll have about 20 hot people on me after service. Don't ever say that again, Pastor. All right, I, I retract that. But, but don't give up. So I want to give you seven areas or seven things that you shouldn't give up on. All right? Number one, don't give up on God. Amen. Because he is working all things together for your good. Right. Let me give you a verse. And I say this because I know a lot of people have given up on God. I know some Christians at one time were passionate and hot for God. And, and when Brother Mike was here, Mike Keyes from the Philippines, we were, we were out to dinner, you know, a couple of times. We were just talking. And we were going over all the different people from many, many, because Mike and I have been friends for 20 years. We were going over all these different people who are no longer, you know, who are once ministers that are not even ministers anymore, not even serving God. Some of them have, have actually gone the way of sin. And I thought there are a lot of people who are, who are, you know, giving up on God. Don't give up on God because he, he, he is working all things for your good. Romans chapter 8 and 28 says, And we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. In other words, you may not see it. You may not know it. Don't give up. God is doing something behind the scenes. It says it. And you say, well, I'm going, through, I'm, I'm going through a difficult time. Well, this Bible, my Bible, your Bible says, we know that he works all things together for the good of those who love him. So even the bad things, God is going to fling them around like a boomerang. They come at you this way, they're going to, sh- 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 and it's going to, meant as a curse, meant to hurt you, meant to bring you down, meant to discourage you, meant to distract you, meant to knock you out of the race. It's going to go, sh- as it comes around, God blows on it and it comes back at you as a big blessing. Hallelujah. So, so the very thing that was meant to knock you out is the very thing God's going to use and turn it into a blessing to make you better. Hallelujah. So don't give up on God. Some of you, maybe you're just really getting your relationship with the Lord underway. And, well, you know, I've been a Christian three weeks and nothing's changed. Dear God. You got to, listen, it took you 40 years to get in the mess you're in and now you're squawking because three weeks into it and, it's not, and, not, and everything's not changed yet? Where, where do we come off thinking like this? You got yourself into that heap of mess in all those years and you expect God to just instantaneously and miraculously pick you up. Honey, he wants to teach you how to endure because a lot of the mess you're in is because you lack endurance, you lack confidence. oh Uh-oh. Now I'm jumping on over to the prophetic side. Come on. So don't give up on God. Number two, don't give up on believing his word. It is effectively at work. 1 Thessalonians 2.13, let me read this verse to you. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, That's really important because when I'm up here preaching the word, you better not receive this as my word. You better receive this as the word of God because there is a distinction. If you don't receive it as the word of God, it's going to have no effect in your life. That's why you can't just come to church and be bored. Thank you for coming, but we would like to have your attention now, please. And it's not for my good. It's for your good because if you receive the word... If you receive it as the word of God, then it's going to take effect in your life. And if you respect it as the word of God, then you're going to respect the, the person who, through whom God is speaking, and you're going to receive it. But if you're sitting here, you know, eyeballing my suit or something, or, you know, looking at the pretty furnishings, you're missing it. He says, we also thank God because when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men but as it is in truth, the word of God. Now listen to this verse, which also effectively works in you who believe. 1 Thessalonians 2.13. Effectively, first of all, that word effective or effectively is one of the energy words. It's a word of power. It's a power word. And the only thing that I can give you to describe this is that, you see, don't give up on the word because the word is doing something even though you don't see it. It's causing a change in your life, even though you're not aware of it. Many years ago, my mother had uh, some uterine cancer many, many years ago, 20 some years ago, and um, uh, she had to go for radiation treatments. So I used to drive her over to these treatments and she'd go in and she'd come out and I'd say, well, so how did, what did it feel like? She said, it felt like nothing. I said, what do you mean? You didn't feel anxious? Nope. I just, you know, they put some things on me. I lay back and, and you know, click, 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 and that's it. In a few minutes and I'm out. You don't feel anything look different on your, nope, nothing. Don't see anything. Nothing. Well, what's going on? Well, even though she was not aware because there was nothing physical that she could feel or see, there still was something very powerful going on inside her body that radiation was directed and pinpointed to a certain spot and it had the ability to bypass all the natural senses and go right to the heart of the matter and begin to destroy the very thing that was giving her the problem. Just because you don't see things, the word of God is very much like that radiation treatment. It's something is happening underneath that you don't see or realize internally that you have no awareness of. That's why it's important to hold on even if you don't see things changing the way you want to see them change. My mother, 20 years ago, 20, maybe even longer than that, 25 years ago, she could have said, well, this radiation stuff isn't doing anything for me. But the doctors knew that there was something going on that she couldn't see. So I think there's a spiritual teaching and example in here that that every time we release the word of God, doesn't the Bible say the word of God is active and living like radiation. It's active and alive, even though you don't see it. As a matter of fact, people that work around radiation have to wear special little buttons, little tags that that collect uh, the radiation to be sure that they're not overexposed because there's no way of knowing what it's doing. God's word is like radiation, it's active, it's living, it's powerful, and when you release it from your mouth, when it comes out of your speech, when it comes through you as a vessel, it begins to do something in the unseen realm that you don't see. It's working, 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 working. That's why, listen, some of you are sitting here, and I know you're going through struggles, you're going through challenges, and and you've been believing the word, don't give up. It's working, even though you don't see it. It is working, working, working. It's ha- something's happening. Just like radiation to the cancer patient. It's happening, even though they don't see it. There's something going on. So the Bible says, you received the word as it is truth, which is also effectively, that word effect is energy, life. It's an energy word, life. It's doing something. Every time you speak, to, it's not my word, like a hammer that breaks rocks in pieces. Every time you speak to your mountain, something is happening in the spirit realm because the word is powerful. That's why you got to learn how to speak the word. Don't talk about all your problems. Speak the word. So don't give up. Don't lose your endurance over believing God's word. You keep on believing. Don't give up on prayer. Prayer has the power to change things. My God, like we said before, that's the first thing to go out the window is prayer. James 5, 16 says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So what does effective, fervent praying do? It avails much. Say, avails much. Come on. I'll give you the answer. Avails much. So don't give up on your prayer life. Say, well, I've been praying and nothing's changing. You know my answer? Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Here's one. Don't give up on church. It is your connection to your prosperity. Psalm 92, 13 through 14 says, Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. What's that? Those who are planted in the house of the Lord? That's the church. So don't give up. People are giving up on church everywhere. I personally know people that are, used to go to church faithfully, tithe faithfully, participate, and now they're not going to church anymore. People are giving up on church and church attendance. Everybody, For whatever the reason is. And it, it, church is your connection to your prosperity. It's your connection to life. It's your connection to the good things that God has. Those who are planted, planted, planted in the house of the Lord. It means I ain't going anywhere. If someone looks at me crooked, I'm not going to leave the church If I don't get my way, I'm not going to leave the church. If the pastor preaches something I don't agree with, I'm not going to leave the church. If he steps on my toes, I'm not going to leave the church. If the church doesn't have the programs that I need, I'm not going to leave the church. I'm planted. And it says that that kind of person is going to flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bear fruit in old age and they shall be fresh and flourishing. So don't give up on church. And number five, don't give up on your vision, dreams, and desires. They will come to pass. Habakkuk 2, chapter 2, and verse 3. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. What's, it, what, what's the vision yet for? An appointed time? A d- an appointed time? You mean God has an appointed time? Yes, sir. God has an appointed time, and you're not going to make it happen any faster. So you might as well learn to endure. Say it. The vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak, and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Come on. So don't give up on your dreams and visions just because you're having a little difficulty. Don't give up. Man, I could keep on preaching here, but I can say I'm preaching to some of you right out of your seats here. You're ready to fall over. Hallelujah. If you fall asleep on me and fall out of the balcony and die, I am. I promise you I'm not going to be as merciful as Paul. When Eutychus fell out of the window because pre- Paul preached too long and he fell asleep, you better stay awake because if you fall and die, I ain't raising you back from the dead. I ain't, I ain't that merciful. You better, you better believe that there's somebody nearby that's got the faith to raise you because I ain't doing it. You're on your own. Hallelujah. Don't give up on your dream and your vision and your desire. It's going to come to pass. Here, now here's one. Don't give up on people. Now, when God gave me this last night, I sat there for about an hour thinking, dear God, what am I going to say about that one? Don't give up on people. And the reason why we don't give, on our people, give up on people is because God doesn't give up on you. The Lord will never give up on you. Ephesians 4, 32 says, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. How many of you need forgiveness here today? Oh, okay, the rest of you are all, that's pretty good. Let me give you a hint. Can I give you the answer? Everybody's hand should go up when I ask that question. <laughs> How many people in this room need forgiveness? Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let me help you. <laughs> we all need forgiveness. So if, 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 you see, don't give up on people. I, you know, the Lord spoke this to my heart last night. When I, the very people that aggravate you could be the very people or person that God uses to bless you. You may be despising them and wanting to get rid of them, get rid of them or something, and God may, may have purposely put them in your path to bless you. You know where it says that he'll, uh, men will pour into your bosom, he'll bring you know we say that Luke 6:38. It didn't say he going to bring nice men. He Didn't say he was going nice <laughs> to bring, you know, uh, you know Let me tell you what. Listen, I'm gonna, uh, just because people have Christian over them doesn't mean they're nice. Some of some of the ugliest people I've been around, man, are some of those Christian people. I don't want to be numbered with them. I want. To, I'm not going to give up on anybody. Never. God never give up on you, and we shouldn't give up on each other. Amen. So so endure. You have to learn to endure with people. How many of you agree with me? You got to endure. Like I had to endure with that lady in the supermarket. I mean, I just wanted to clobber her. I just wanted to, you know, rah rah mm, rah. The old man was rising up again. (laughs) You have to learn to endure. Endure with people. Because some of these very people could be the ones that will bless you. All right? And then, uh, last one, number seven, is don't give up on yourself. Learn to endure with yourself. I know some of us are going around the same things over and over again, and, uh, you know, we want to know when's this thing going to come to an end or whatever. Just endure. Be patient with yourself. I want to be here, and I'm over here. What well, you've got to learn to endure so you can get to that place. Right? It's the only way you're going to get there is through endurance. So don't give up on yourself. Your future is in God's hands. And let me give you Philippians 1, six: Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it. He began it, he'll complete it. Say it with me. He began it, he'll complete it. He's not going to leave you out in the lurch. God does not like incompletes. Everything that God does, he does complete. So he who began the work will complete the work. My part in the work is that I endure to the very end till I leave this earth and I go to heaven to get my reward. Come on, somebody give God the glory and the praise and the honor. So he who began the good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So he, he begun the work, He will complete the work. He started it. He's going to finish it. So you got to cut yourself some slack and don't give up on yourself. Maybe you're not everything you should be. That's okay. As long as you are walking towards that goal, you're in good shape. Maybe you're not where you want to be in life. Don't get frustrated. Don't give up. You just keep on going and keep on going and keep on going. A very rich man that I worked for many years ago. You can close your Bible. I can see some of you have already zipped up your Bible, got it put away. Man, where are you going? We only get to be together once a week. I worked for a very, very rich man many years ago, and he had a third-grade education. But he was a multimillionaire and he did it all with business and and real estate all over the place, bought and sold stuff like crazy, became a multimillionaire. And um, he was a young man at that time. I thought he was an old man. I was 18. He was probably 40. But I thought he was, you know, he was old at 40. Oh, dear God, how things change. Your perspective changes when you get to different places in life, doesn't it? Anyway, and uh, I respected him because he was a wealthy man and, you know, and and, uh, I worked for him. But he said this to me and I'll never forget it. He said, the key to success in life is patience. He said, never quit. Just keep on doing it until you get the desired result. And I thought, wow, I mean I didn't learn a whole lot from this guy. I mean, because there were a lot of things that weren't so holy about him, but but his business sense and he said, just don't quit. He said, Look at me, I have a third grade education. He used to have to have other people read documents so that he didn't you know misread them and uh ha- hack the english language like you could i mean phew, whew, man made up words i don't hear these words he just made them up so, huh <laughs> where's that <laughs> i've spent hours in the dictionary like it ain't there <laughs> I don't see it. Ain't there? Give <laughs> me a bigger dictionary. Something just ain't there. But but, but but he was a multimillionaire, and he said the key was just never quit. Just keep on doing it, and never quit. So I thought, wow. Now here is a man who was in the world and got that got that you know got that understanding. How much more? That's that's not the secret. Is that's that's the word of God. Don't throw away your confidence, which has the promise of great reward. You have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, after you've done the will of God, you will receive the promise. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.
0: Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray.